Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome. Father Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life. And thank you for joining me on Praying for America. Uh, As usual, we have important information for you, updates, and things you need to be aware of as far as saving the nation, restoring the soul and heart of America, preserving the values and the foundation on which she is built. And tonight, the focus I want to bring to that is helping moms save their children. There's a colleague I have in the pro-life movement by the name of Jim Harden, and I interviewed him the other day, and I want to share with you that interview after we do our opening scripture and prayer, because he is doing life-saving work, as are many people across America. And the very saving of our land from the shedding of innocent blood when these children are killed uh, by abortion is, uh, is, is key, is key work to helping the nation. And you know, President Trump during his administration helped this work to advance. I'm going to tell you why that's the case as well. Uh, And then we'll hear from Jim himself. He heads up something called Compass Care. He's based in upstate New York, and he has a tremendous uh, operation going uh, for the saving of these lives. But let's begin by going to the Word of God in Isaiah chapter 45, where he says this, starting uh, in the middle of uh, verse 3. I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name, for the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen. I bestow on you a title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me so that from the rising of the sun to its place of its setting, men may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. You heavens above, rain down righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation Spring up, let righteousness grow with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Let us pray. Father, you are the God of all the nations, and we put our trust in you just as our founders did. You are the God of life, and you give us the opportunity at all times to defend life, to teach others about how sacred it is, to welcome it, and to preserve the land, just as you teach in your word, from the stain of innocent bloodshed. Lord God, we ask that the innocent blood that flows through our land because of abortion may indeed cease, that this blood that cries out to you, just like the blood of Abel did when he was killed by Cain, would provoke not a response of judgment, but one of mercy because we have a blood that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel, the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We take refuge in him, O Lord, and we ask that by his grace we may be empowered to do all that we can to reach those who are in need, those who are in despair, 
and to help them avoid the terrible, tragic mistake of abortion. Heal our nation, Lord. Replace despair with hope and replace violence with the joyful welcoming of life. We thank you for all those who are involved in this work, including our guest today. And we pray for them all in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. And, and friends, you know, you know I'm involved full-time in the pro-life effort. And do you know that the bulk of the time and the energy and the resources of this movement are precisely directed to giving alternatives to abortion? Our first message when we talk against abortion is that it isn't necessary. It's not necessary. It's never necessary. People are ready to help moms, dads do what is right. So the Pregnancy Center movement exists, and our guest today will give you a glimpse into how it functions and the services it provides. I just want you to understand that the man whose picture is behind me, our 45th president, during his administration, helped the Pregnancy Center movement. He highlighted the Pregnancy Center movement by having moms and dads and the babies that were saved come to him at the White House. He spoke publicly with them by his side in support of this life-saving work. And indeed, he enabled faith-based and pro-life organizations to do their work without hindrance from the government. Under Democrat administrations, we have all kinds of obstacles put in our path. Under the Trump administration, it was an open door, and he made it so easy. Uh, for us to serve God and to serve our nation by serving these moms and dads and their children. Let's listen now to the interview I had recently with Jim Harden of Compass Care in New York, and then we'll come back for some final thoughts and prayers. Well, friends, on the program today, we are very happy to have a, uh, a friend and colleague that uh, has been doing great work in our movement uh, for years. Uh, we're together at various times in this uh, uh, movement, in the meetings of leaders and so forth. And his name is Jim Harden, and he is CEO of Compass Care, and uh, he's going to tell us what that is about. Jim, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Father Frank. It's great to see you. It's great to be on. Yes, you know, our people uh, who view these programs and listen to these uh, these uh, interviews are very, very committed to uh, the life and to uh, the values that we hold as, as believers in God, uh, who is the Lord of life, very committed to the good of America, and, and they know that abortion is destroying uh, the very fabric of our, of our country. And, uh, and they're very caring people. They want to know what they can do to support people in need. And the work that you do helps to answer all those questions and, and, and I think is going to prove very attractive to the kind of people uh, that are watching and listening right now. Uh, so give us in a nutshell, if you would, uh, first of all, of course, you're from, uh, from up, upstate New York is where your work is based, Buffalo, Rochester. Uh, I'm from New York also originally, as you know, down, but down further south yep. towards, uh, towards the city. And um, uh, so we both know uh, New York, and it certainly is a, a big, uh, uh, heavy uh, pro-abortion state. Uh, but tell us in a nutshell what Compass Care is and does. Sure. Well, um, 
Compass Care, essentially the mission is that we're a Christ-centered agency dedicated to empowering men and women to erase the need for abortion by transforming their fear into confidence. And we don't believe there's a philosophical need for abortion, but when she faces an unplanned pregnancy, she says, I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I've got no other choice. I need to have an abortion. And so our job is to give her all the support and security that she deserves uh, to be able to see her way clear to having her baby. Our job is to erase the need for abortion in her mind by giving her comprehensive, ethical medical care and community support. You know, when a woman says, I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I've got no other choice, I need to have an abortion. Our job is to basically say, hey, look, um, you know, there there is another way. The world tells you that there's only two ways. There's only, there, you can either uh, have the baby and, and, and live in, you know, destitution for the rest of your life, or you can have an abortion and all your wildest dreams will come true. But there is a third narrative, and it's the narrative that most women have lived throughout the centuries. And it's, is it possible to have this baby and continue with education? Well, sure. Is it possible to have this baby and continue with your career? Well, definitely. Is it possible to have this baby and continue your relationship with your boyfriend or whoever? Yes. Um, and so, you know, giving her a vision of her future after having had a child is very hard work, and it's all done for, for free. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's incredibly important uh, for for the for, for the for the church, because the reason why we are pro-life, uh, Father Frank, as you know, is is because all people are made in the image of God, and deserving of blessing and protection from the womb to the tomb, without qualification, both mother and child, without qualification, and and it's it, it, you know when when the Dobbs case came out, I remember exactly where I was. I I'm sure you do too. Um, I, I was I was driving in our, our car. We had to hide. Um, hide. I'm not saying I'm hiding, but uh, we were we were doxxed. Uh, there were threats to, to to our life and to our family's life, and so we had to move. Oh boy. We'll get into that in a minute, but um, yeah, uh, we were we were driving, and I heard the news. I, I got a phone call, uh, and you know what? It was it was a wonderfully exciting moment in in history. Probably the most important moment in the history of America in 150 years. But the board, the abortion battle line simply shifted. Abortion didn't go away, as you know. Right, and right. so. Uh, you know, it just concentrated into abortion hub states like New York. And New York has been preparing for abortion tourism for, well, at least since 2018. And so have we. So uh, we've got to ex expand infrastructure is what we're doing. Uh, we're expanding infrastructure, not just in terms of being able to serve more women coming in from out of state, conservative states to get abortions here, but also in terms of expanding infrastructure online to be able to reach and serve women through telehealth before they travel to places like New York and before they go on to these online chemical abortion lists to get their uh, the dangerous chemical abortion drugs sent to them in the mail. Yes. Uh, you know, Jim, uh, great, great, uh, great start and introduction here. I want to zero in on a couple of aspects of what you said, uh, because it's something, uh, you know, when I uh, talk to the clergy about how to preach about abortion, I, I always ask them to point out to people that, look, first of all, we are on your side. And I ask them to point out the irony of the phrase freedom of choice, because although so many people use that phrase to defend or advocate for abortion, the terrible irony of that phrase is that it's so contrary to fact. Like you just said, these, these, these young women that are coming to these abortion clinics they feel exactly the opposite of yeah. freedom of choice. They yeah. feel like they have no freedom and no choice. Uh, exactly. And, and this, is, this is a reality that these, these uh, 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 
not just young women, but men as well. They, 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 if the man hasn't entirely disappeared off the scene, which as you know, is, is too often the, the reality, but to the extent that he's uh, in the mix, he feels it too. I mean, there's a despair here. And uh, you know, it seems to me if, if people on both sides of this debate would just begin by appreciating what that real lived experience is, that yes. loneliness, that despair, that sense of being trapped, we could make a whole lot more progress both in the debate and in the way that we approach the needs of these people. Yes, you're so right. Abortion basically represents abandonment. It's, a, it's, an, it's an abandonment of society um, on the, you know, relative to, to women facing unplanned pregnancy. Uh, not a sane woman alive actually wants to have an abortion. She just feels trapped. And, and, and so what do we have to do? Well, the hands and feet of Christ. This, the, abortion is a mountain. I've said this before. I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. But abortion is a mountain. It's a it's a it's a social mountain. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of abortions happening in America, millions everywhere across the globe every year, and it is a mountain. But it's a mountain too big for government to move. It's a mountain too big for medicine to move. It's a mountain too big for education to move. It's a mountain too big for economics to move. It's and when a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy, it's a mountain that she feels she can't move either. And so it's 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 a job for the church. It's a, it's a mountain uh, that only the church can move. The people of faith. The Bible says that the, if you have the, the faith of a mustard seed, Jesus said, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be done. And, and that's what the church does. We can come alongside of her and give her all the support and security, as we, talk, we talked about earlier, that she needs to move that mountain in her life and, and to give her hope. Because you, 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 you described it accurately. It's despair she's facing. It's yes. loneliness. It's isolation. And we've got to we, we can break into that with the, with the light of the gospel and the light uh, as, as manifested through through the hands and feet of Christ in the church. You know, as you're aware, the feminists for life have have used over the years a, a phrase refuse to choose. And as you were explaining uh, the mission of Compass Care, it reminded me of that phrase because they think they have to choose between the life of the child and their own life, their own career, their own education. And, 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 and what, what's being said on the pro-life side is refuse to choose, refuse to think that you have to sacrifice one for the other. You can have them both. And when you think about it, that's empowerment. The abortion is not empowerment. It's taking away the life of that child, but to refuse to choose and to say, no, I, I have this child already exists. I can get through this. I can give life to this child and at the same time live and develop my own life. And that's what you're helping these people to do. Amen. It's about empowering her to say no to abortion. Um, you know, she, she feels like, well, she's, her circumstances are coercing her to make a decision that she would not otherwise make under normal circumstances. Right. And can we, can we empower her with the ability um, to, to say no, to make the most difficult choice, really, um, and have the baby? And yeah. essentially not, not have to choose between her life and her baby's life, as you described it. That's exactly right. right. So, so Jim, take us inside of Compass Care. For those of you that are just joining us, uh, we're talking with Jim Harden. Uh, he's the CEO of Compass Care, based in uh, Buffalo and Rochester, New York, uh, providing assistance to those who feel they need to have an abortion and showing them there's a better way. Uh, take us inside. If somebody is sitting there, maybe even now listening to us, uh, feels they have to have an abortion or knows a friend or a relative who's in that situation. Um, how do, what happens next? 
How do they connect with these services? And then once they connect with Compass Care, well, just walk us through what takes place and maybe tell us a story or two of some of the people you've served. Sure. Well, um, so Compass Care essentially provides uh, three basic kinds of services. Um, you know, obviously serving women facing unplanned pregnancy, uh, but with we, we, we do a diagnostic care, STD testing and treatment, as well as abortion pill reversal, chemical abortion reversals. Um, so when a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy, you know, one of the first things she does, I mean, is, is she goes on to Google and she types in how much does an abortion cost or right. where's the, the abortionist closest to me or near me. And right. uh, she makes a decision about the outcome of her pregnancy within the first 24 hours after the first positive home pregnancy test, which is why it's so important that we're there for her when she needs this. And by the way, we're being attacked now by Google and Yelp, uh, attempting to disallow us from, from uh, having an equal ability with the abortionist to market and advertise on their platforms to women facing unplanned pregnancy. Uh, yeah, so and, and, let me, and let me pause there. It's so true. And we've been seeing this, especially after the Dobbs case. Uh, and they're basically saying to you and me and, and the, the whole movement, you know, trying to lead people away from abortion, unless you provide abortions, uh, you're lying. You're somehow yeah. lying or cheating or somehow somehow we're being immoral because we want to provide what we are convinced is a better alternative. How is that lying and how is that being immoral? And yet it, it, what it shows, doesn't it, is that the other side, they're just, they, they are obsessed with abortion and they think that it's some kind of sacred good. Obsessed is the word I would use too. It is an obsession. Um, they, 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 they say that we're misguiding, that we're misdirecting, that we're misleading, that we're fraudulent, et cetera. Um, of course, it's patently false. And the only reason, as you just described it, is because we don't provide a referral for abortion. That's it. And that's all. We do everything else. But what does an abortionist do? What does an abortionist do? An abortionist does abortions. That's it. I mean, if they do anything more than that, then ask, ask your, we have to ask ourselves, then why are they closing down in the states that are making it illegal? Yeah, right. Uh, so what do, we, what, what do, what do pregnancy centers like Compass Care do? Well, um, we, we provide for the unmet health and resource needs of women facing unplanned pregnancies and that so when she's uh when, when when she sees us online she says we can say call us now uh we, we can get you in touch with a nurse immediately within 24 hours uh we can get her in the door uh so she'll call us she'll schedule an appointment we'll we'll communicate to her why it's so important so if you for example we, we got to diagnose this pregnancy it may be that you you don't have a viable pregnancy and why so the first question that we she has to ask herself is is it, uh, do I, am I really pregnant? Is right. it possible to have a, a, a positive home pregnancy test and not have a pregnancy that will naturally continue on its own? And the answer is yes, mm -hmm. up to 25% of the time. And oddly, Father Frank, that's good news for her because mm -hmm. abortion may not be a, 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 a question that she has to be asking herself right now, right? Uh, right. We just had this happen the other day. Uh, a, a girl came in and, uh, you know, she was, it was contraindicated for her to get, they were pushing chemical abortion on her. And it was contraindicated. She had she had kidney issues. She had uh, uh, you know other types of issues that would say, "Well, this is really bad. You could, actually could kill you." Um, so we said, "Look, this is not something that you know we would ever recommend to anybody." Um, and uh, so we she 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 came in, and uh, it, it turns out we could not confirm the pregnancy. And her sister, who was with her, said, "Look, why are you even thinking about abortion right now? We don't even know if you're pregnant." 
Right. And so we said, let's, let, why don't we just let them do their job and come back for a follow-up appointment next week and they'll do some more diagnostics. That's why medical diagnosis of pregnancy is absolutely essential. And these online teleabortionists are just sending these dangerous chemical abortion drugs to women in the mail without diagnosing pregnancy. Think about that. If, if, if you went, so if you called up your, uh, an, somebody who does knee surgery and said, hey, I want a knee, I want a knee replacement. They they probably chuckle over the phone and say, "Well, why don't you come in for a diagnostics? Right, just right. see what's wrong with your knee." That's yeah. how medicine works. That's how it works. That's not how abortionists do it. Yeah. Uh, they go they they they're looking to make the money, and they're looking and and quite frankly, it's it's as you described it, an obsession for them. And they're not they're not about increasing care to women; they're about decreasing care to women if it if it helps them uh, promote abortion. They're not about anything about protecting women if, if it helps them uh, pr protect abortion. In fact, Jane's Revenge, the pro-abortion terrorist group that attacked us in Buffalo on June 7th, their motto is that if abortion isn't safe, if abortion isn't safe, then neither are you. Well, what about the women? When they attack Compass Care, they weren't attacking Compass Care. They weren't attacking pro-life organizations. They were attacking women and their ability to receive services in their time of crisis. And, yeah. so, and so that's what we do. Uh, she'll come in, she'll get, she'll get that question answered. And the second question that she needs to get answered is, uh, how far along am I? How right. far along am I in the pregnancy? Well, that requires a medical diagnostic as well. And how far along she is in the pregnancy determines what, what kind of abortion the, the abortionist is going to try to sell her, what the side effects are going to be, how much it's going to cost. And all these things she does not know. And the third question that we can answer for her is, is it important to know if I have an STD, a sexually transmitted disease? We do STD testing and treatment. And the answer, of course, is yes, because most women value the reproductive health. Most women value their ability to have children. They just don't want to be pregnant right now or not in this way. So, right. for example, if a woman tests positive for one of the most common STDs now is chlamydia. If she tests positive for that and she does not get treatment prior to an abortion, she increases her risk of pelvic inflammatory disease by 25% within the first four weeks after the procedure. And that causes future ectopic pregnancies, internal scarring. It, it, it damages her, her future ability to have children. And uh, right. the abortionist doesn't tell her that. So we can do that. And then, of course, if she starts the, the, the dangerous chemical abortion process, we can reverse it if we can catch it in time. That's an, an amazing thing with basic, uh, you know, natural progesterone therapy. It, it, it's fantastic. How many, uh, how many moms like this have you uh, served over the years? I, thousands. Um, we, we, we provide, we, we created a whole new philosophy of ministry in the pregnancy center movement. We have helped, I think there's over 650 pregnancy centers now that are using our, our, our materials and our strategies wow. and uh, all over the country. And we, we stopped keeping track of everybody's numbers because, well, we were, we were the, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. Thousands upon thousands of women just in New York alone. Um, yeah. Wow. And wow. It, it's, it, it's a wonderful, it's a, basically it's, it's not compass care, right? This is this is a, a, an act of the church. This is this is right. a movement of God, protecting yes. the crown of creation, His people, and uh, and and we're just so so pleased to be a part of it. Um, you know, it's it's very very exciting. Probably the most exciting time that we're living in. One of the most exciting times to be a, a, a pro life person in America um, since since the the movement began. It really is, and it's so. Um... You know, I mean, to pro-life and, and, and quote, pro-choice people alike, the violence that's been done against pregnancy centers is, is just so offensive and absurd. Tell us a little bit more about what happened uh, to, to, to one of your centers. 
So on, on June 7th, well, let me, let me back up. As you know, with the leak of the Dobbs case um, in May, uh, right. it sparked a crime wave of, of violence against pro-life organizations, um, pregnancy centers being part of that. And then um, in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, a pro-life organization was firebombed. And Jane's Revenge, a pro-abortion domestic terrorist group, took responsibility for that. And they said, you got 30 days to shut down they said, that's an ultimatum, 30 days to shut down or else. Well, 30 days came uh, and then it was June 7th and we were firebombed. I got a call at 2.30 in the morning and we knew that, that there was activity happening around around our, our operation in Buffalo that was similar to what James Revenge was fomenting. And mm. uh, we, we reported it to the FBI and we reported it to local police two weeks in advance. Um, and then I got a call from my, my Buffalo regional executive and he said, uh, fire alarm's going off. And I said, okay, we're already in heightened alert. Let me know when you get there. When he arrived, he found that the windows were broken and fires were lit by Molotov cocktails and multiple perpetrators. Uh, the police and fire rescue got there before him. And uh, there's a signature kind of Jane's Revenge graffiti scrawl on the side of the building that said Jane was here. Two days later, they took responsibility for it. The facility sustained over a half a million dollars of damage. It was totally catastrophically damaged, unusable. Um, but the church in Buffalo, was so generous. We were up and running the very next day in an alternate wow. location, in an alternate location, undisclosed, of course, because the threats continued. They took responsibility two days later and said, look, next time, if you don't shut down, it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. That's a direct quote. Um, and so we, we were just, uh, to, to give you an example of, of the fighting spirit of the people, the pro-life people in New York, we have nurses. We didn't lose a single nurse. Everybody kept coming to their shifts. Um, that day when we were firebombed, we had a patient uh, who had started the chemical abortion process at Planned Parenthood the day before on June 6th. And she was in Buffalo and she she got a pains of conscience. Like this is, I made the wrong decision. I, 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 I And so she went online and searched frantically for, is it possible to reverse a chemical abortion? And she found Compass Care. And meanwhile, during the night, we our place was burning down. So we had to reroute her. So we she called us. She called us and said, well, what can I do? What can I do? And, and, and we said, well, tell you what, we'll reroute you to our Rochester facility. So she drove an extra 70 miles. It was a burden on her, but she drove it. And she was so grateful uh, that we were able to reverse the effects of a chemical abortion. And we, 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 we located the baby in the uterus. The baby was still, the heart was still beating. We started emergency uh, progesterone therapy you know, on site. And she was, with tears in her eyes, uh, so grateful that, that we were able to continue to serve her despite our crisis. And uh, that, that's just a, you know, a small sample, but we, we kept serving patients and we got back up and running in 52 days, kind of like Nehemiah, you know, the, the, the biblical story yes. of Nehemiah, he rebuilt the wall, the people of God rebuilt the wall around Jerusalem in 52 days because God gave the people a mind to work despite supply chain issues, despite material costs, despite, uh, you know, you know, worker issues, we, we just, it, it happened. And, and so we're back up and running in that, in that location, despite the fact that we've gotten no arrests and the threats continue. And they continue. Uh, they continue. Well, you know, uh, we, uh, we could talk about this all day. We're, we're, we're getting to the end of our time here, but uh, Jim, you and I have been together in this uh, movement for a long time. The things that you've said, and more importantly, the things that you and your team have done and continue to do really show the spirit of the pro-life movement, perseverance, love, service, 
Do not be afraid, as our, as our Lord tells us. You are moving forward, life-giving, life-saving. We thank you uh, and your team for, for all of this. And uh, we look forward to being uh, uh, collaborators for a long time to come. There's plenty of people uh, to serve. And uh, some of them uh, may be either listening to us right now or perhaps are in the circle of those who are listening uh, tell us again how to connect with uh, Compass Care online. Yes, well, if anybody's interested to know what's going on and stay updated about what's happening in New York and, and beyond, you can go to compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. Thank you, Father Frank. Okay, Jim. Yes, thank you. Great to be with you. And we'll talk again soon. And brothers and sisters, thanks so much for what you can do to spread the word about this important life-saving work. We will be right back. Well, friends, I'm certainly very grateful to uh, James Harden and his staff, and, and, and by extension to all the people, and I interact with them always in the course of my travels throughout the country, in the course of the national conferences at which I speak, where these men and women come together uh, for training and for inspiration. Uh, I'm grateful to all of them who are, who are on the front lines, really, of saving America by saving the lives of our, our future, our future citizens, our children. And uh, again, we need to work in this midterm elections with this, with this motivation in mind, that when we elect the Republican ticket, when we elect those who are on the side of life, we are making it easier for people like uh, Jim and his team uh, to save these lives. We are making it easier for these moms and dads and their families to welcome these new lives, which they want to do, but they feel so much fear and despair that often the temptation of abortion takes over. So friends, let's pray. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for America. Father, we pray for all those who this very night are trembling with fear, who are locked in despair, who feel that there's no place for them to turn, nowhere for them to go, no body that can take their hand or comfort their heart to enable them to care for the child that is already growing in the womb. Lord, calm their fears, break through their isolation. Let the people of God step into their loneliness and bring fellowship, step into their darkness and bring light, confront their despair and replace it with hope. Lord, that is what the Pregnancy Center Movement does. And that is why we thank you tonight that this is such a key aspect of saving America. Lord, we pray for each and every mom and dad in need and each and every person reaching out to help them. We ask you to raise up the churches that they too may carry out their role in regard to all this. And Lord, we sum up all our prayers and praises now by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone and connect with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. And remember to be on Getter and on Truth Social. And uh, we thank Getter for broadcasting us as well so faithfully. And uh, we are all together in this. Let's continue to keep in touch, continue to encourage one another. And remember, 
as President Trump always tells us, we're part of the greatest political movement in American history. This country doesn't belong to the radicals who are trying to destroy it. It belongs to you. We kneel only to God, not to government. And the best days of America are yet to come. God bless you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.